From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. I'm Nick Osborne, and I am a lecturer in the Honors Tutorial College at Ohio University. A book on the history of savings institutions and ideologies in sort of the early 19th to the late, to the early 20th century. Uh, and sort of savings institutions are kind of any any kind of formal financial institution that, that sort of finance for everyday people. And I'm interested in actually the relationship between ideas about how those that, that sort of class of people should sort of handle their money in personal finances and the kinds of institutions that people found and, and sort of operate to facilitate those kind of best practices as they actually are used, they diverge from what people think people should be doing. Uh, and I'm interested in how that sort of then affects the next round of, of institutions. The very earliest savings banks, um, they're founded quite explicitly on an ideological basis as sort of semi-philanthropies or, or non-profits, including some of the ones I've been looking at the records of here. Part of why I ended up saving, spending so much time with the Wilmington Saving Fund Society records is that they are remarkably complete for 19th century sort of financial institution records, uh, partly because they, they might have once been complete and those records just sort of ceased to be kept or got destroyed or, or, or sort of whatever, and partly because in the case of the, the board of managers meeting minutes, they actually cared to note a lot of stuff about their debates. They entered into the records length, you know, in some cases this is four sort of large handwritten pages of sort of a committee report on whatever topic it, it was, the, like the Civil War issue about, or post-Civil War issue about whether or not to accept, insist on gold or, or they can take currency, right? That's the kind of thing that in a lot of other records would have been noted as like two lines saying we debated this topic, this is what we decided. There's plenty of the of the two line kind of stuff as well and to kind of slog through that to get to it. This is, this is 60 years of handwritten records and then uh, another at least 40 of, of TypeScript ones. The other huge one that is noted for that is the Philadelphia Saving Fund Society records. Um, and I have spent less time with that in part because other researchers have gotten there and by all accounts it's the same level of, of detail. But it's noteworthy that there aren't very many that have been kept in that level. And the fact that Hagley has two of them. PSFS file records, again, get some use because they're pretty famous and they partly they were the, one of the first savings banks at all. Part of why the PSFS the Philadelphia Savings Fund Society records are uh, so good and so complete is that they they also they made it into I think the 1990s before they finally actually failed. But because they failed, as opposed to getting bought out, they had this just archive that Hagley was able to get it. It, it also was the fact that they actually kind of had a sense of their history and, and actually kept for 180 years very little legal change. First of all, it's hard to imagine a sort of I, I don't know how to put this exactly, but sort of more comfortable place to do research in a way, right? I mean, it's just easy, and that's partly the the, the you know grounds are kind of stunning and it's a really sort of nice place to spend eight hours in the archives and then to be in scholar housing is just sort of right here right it, it just sort of makes it easier to work and then a whole series of other kind of things uh in terms of sort of just ease of access you know, it doesn't take long to get the collections right it, uh, you can take photographs of them right you can do all of that that sort of stuff that just sort of for the researcher makes it really easy um to interact and engage. The other part of it, you know, there are very few places that in a single location have the breadth. And so for sort of one-stop shopping, as it were, right, this is just a sort of remarkable kind of collection. So to... to learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. 
That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.